Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Morning all, and welcome to the bank holiday, the last bank holiday of the year, Q&A. Um, yeah, it's a funny one, this one. It's kind of, I always think the last bank holiday of the year is the one that kind of indicates the end of summer. And to be honest with you, I think it's going to be a bit of a respite. I mean, I always thought, oh, lovely, we'll get the sunshine, I might finish early, and have a lay in the garden. It's been hard work. It's been hot. Sleeping at night has been hot. So I won't miss it. Um, I think my favourite seasons are spring and autumn. Sort of comfortable t-shirt and jeans or combat sweater. I'm good with that. So anyway, long might continue. This week's Q&A, we'll be focusing on um, end user prices and prisons. So starting with prisons, because um, I did a video on delivery to prisons, I kind of was a little bit vague, I think. But fortunately, as always, you guys come to my rescue. So um, Mohammed Adan says, you got your prison category spot on. Coming from an ex-convict. <laughs> My favourite word in that sentence, Mohammed, is X. Long may it continue. I had a mate inside, my mate Dave, he ended up getting 13 years. They knocked it down to 11, it was still a long time. So I've seen him in, I didn't get into category A, but I went to category B and a category C. He did a mate D because he was out by the time I got around to it. But yeah, so um, yeah, X is also my favourite word for my mate Dave. He sells flowers in Hampstead now. Yeah. He's also in the book, if you ever get a chance to read it. It saved my life, kind of. But um, there you go. Right, Matthew Jackson says, Hi, Pete. I was collecting COVID tests throughout 2020 and used to collect from prisons throughout Nottingham and Derby. They didn't ask me for, for ID, company ID, etc. They didn't check the van either. I just bought the boxes out and then went back inside. I was left thinking, that's secure, all right? I presume there are certain areas. If you're not going inside the prison, if you're leaving the stuff outside the prison, I presume they check them as they bring them in type thing. So there's more on this later. Um, Ian Coyne says, last time I did a prison delivery, I was in the holding area. I had to give them my phones and other stuff in the cab. Then they searched the van and took my phone charging cables too. Yeah, I think they'll take anything that um, you know could be used as a means of escape. So it's like if you get enough phone charging cables together, you could knot them into a rope. I think, I'm not sure. But, um, or, or it's either that or there's a suicide risk, isn't there, really? But, again, uh. 
I'm sure they have their, their ways and means, don't they? Uh, Steve at SDC Services said, just done a prison job this morning, not through choice. I got the job, uh, I got the job to a company, local. Turns out they were working in a prison. I think me and the shipper got stitched up. But in all fairness, because it was on the hurry up, I was in and out in 30 minutes. That's good. Um, what was the result, which was the result, uh, the last time I did a prison, I was in there for four hours. Our old driver, Gordon, he's left us now, bless him, because of health. I hope he's doing all right. He makes tables um, out of, like, cable drums. He went in there, and the place went into lockdown because there was a riot. I think he was in there six to eight hours. Absolute shocker, like, you know, but what can you do? He said, we just, he said, I just sat there waiting. Nothing I could do. So there wasn't any danger. Just sat there until everything sort of calmed down a bit, and they let me out. Presumed if he'd been there long enough, they'd give him a bed for the night. Slightly frightening, isn't it? Um, Paul Wilkes says, I'd done a prison in a loot and got paid more for it than I quoted as I drove all the way there to exit a prison, got there 20 minutes early, and the guys and then the guys who unloaded me had gone home, had to charge the customer for taking it back home and then the next day to Southampton. Uh, but it was a simple prison that the, the prison had a back entrance hard to find. It was down a small dirt track, needed to reverse all the way up and nowhere to turn at the bottom and push a bell through the gate, the shut gate, and was unloaded straight away. Uh, didn't take anything from me or do any checks. That's unusual. I've, I've, I've not heard that one before. Uh, most of the prisons I've ever done before are a massive road that leads all the way in, and it's kind of, there aren't many of them. Again, I presume they're trying to limit their means of escape, but okay. Um, and he also goes on to say, ah, oh, yeah, it's an update on my job search as a new past class one, because he's in his truck now, and he found a permanent job for maritime and... I'm in Southampton. It's close to me. We'll be doing containers. They do a 12-month training program for new past drivers. Eight to 12 weeks is with a trainer. Uh, with you all the time. That's good. Uh, they call it the golden ticket as it's hard to get. As it's hard to get on, but very good training. Having to drive with you all the time for like eight to 12 weeks. I was a lady who was in a distribution centre. She pulled up in this great big Arctic. And she said, I'm a new driver. I don't know what I'm doing. Because you, you don't even have to do class two now. You can go straight into class one. So you can go from being a car driver to a class one driver with no experience whatsoever of distribution centres, reversing that great big trailer onto base. That really is baptism by fire. But I just try to say, look, love, you'll be all right. Just go down to Goods in office, speak to them, throw yourself on their sword. Go, look, I've only just passed. They, they might, you know, hope, people will help you in this game. That's one of the most wonderful things because like, when I started, didn't know what I was doing. Absolutely, still don't. But... Um, but I do find if you're brave enough to ask for help, people are actually very, very forthcoming, which is wonderful. I hope she did okay. Mind you, it was Waitrose, so chances are she's probably still sitting there. Um, yeah, I'm just... Anyway, Paul, good luck, mate. Uh, Douglas Shiver says... Shriver says, um, I made about a dozen deliveries to Marion Federal Prison. Uh, Post Office Express Mail. Pretty easy. The shipping room is outside the fence. So, yeah, sometimes there are... There was one I went... There's one up in Leicester where there is the DHL is inside. There's two DHLs, both on either side, Oakham and something else. But there's another one which is outside, and that just kind of takes deliveries. In that case, you don't have to go for any of the palaver. You could probably tip that in 15 minutes. Uh, Godzilla's, as actually always, uh, the man of mine of information, has got quite a lot to say on the subject, so I'll just have a sip of coffee. Mm. He says, as Pete says, some extra information. Cat A, this is on the outside. Three fences for defence walls, super hot on entry, and more so on exit. Book at least hours, at least two hours waiting time as you will not be ushered through quickly. They check and then they check again with good reason. It's the people who need banging up in there. Category B, two fences. 
get on the outside. Uh, you will, as Pete say, be locked in a box. Thankfully, they also tend to have a nice area to tip, be it stores or kitchens. Yeah, it's kind of pretty big. Nice and easy to be fair. Expect the keys to be taken and zero help through, as you will get. But um, but cat D, uh, cat C, one fence. We are talking about much lower stuff now. You tend to not get murderers and serious violent crime and. It's more tax fraud, death by dangerous driving, someone who's not paid their tax in there. Um, you will get in and out in no time, and it's easy. That's true. There's also, though, you've got to bear in mind that Cat C is where all the Cat B prisons or Cat A prisons will go on their way out because it's transitionary. So there will be some people in there um, who have done nasty things are on their way out. So there, it's, there is security for a reason. You know? Cat D, again... Same see, see above answer. Uh, technically, no fence. There is a fence, but it's not for people and people in. It's just to note the area they are happy for the prisoners to move around in. Getting in is a, it's very, very easy. Roll up to the gate, walk into reception, which is what I like to be manned. Mine's always been manned. Uh, no, further, uh, no further fences. Expect to be directed to the back and beyond somewhere in the prison grounds. It's like, do you know where it is? It's the unit at the back there on the left-hand side. Uh, there will be a slight search if your face doesn't fit. And buy by phone, and nine times out of ten they show you on the map, and then you're on your own. Yeah, uh, that's the good and the bad. Points worth noting: uh, electronics and cables will be taken from you and held by them. Yeah, I just hand the phone in. They get the, in, in Ford. You hand the phone in. Was it Ford? Or it might be the one. It doesn't matter. No, it's not Ford. Uh, they hand the phone in, and then you they lock it in a in a little cabinet, and they give you the key, and they go, "Don't lose the key. We've only got one." So if you come out, you can't, you've lost the key, you ain't getting your phone back, right, you know. Uh, but then it's just down there, they tip, it's easy. Um, as will strap, which means if you're daft enough to say that you have, stra you have straps on the load, it means you're going to be mucking around even longer in the holding pen. They consider the guests can use straps to get over the walls, so you have to hand them over. Um, or we'll have the phone off you, but uh, with dash and dash navs and sat cams, and all the dash cams and sat navs, because um, they don't want the electronics in there on the Cat D, you can offer them the SIM cards. Um, all prisoners do not allow electronic memory to get into the prison. It does go on, but I'm just going to cut to the thing. So the final point, he says, uh, the final thought is the nature of what you're taking in. It is unlikely to be food items. That's not true. I always do food. DHL is the, um, distributes the canteens. I've also been to prisons where they've actually, like the prisoners at Ford, have I've dropped food off on pallets. And then picked up totes, which have then got to go back to Hatfield, which is going to another prison the next day because the, the, the people at Ford have built the canteens, which is presumably like the little bags and stuff like that the prisoners get, for another prison somewhere else. So, yeah, I suppose it's part of the job, isn't it, really? Um, on the way out and all that kind of stuff. Um, but but uh, mostly drop off toilet rolls and clothes when you're in trucks. Vans, you get to drop off paperwork, um, be it offices of prison newspapers. I used to do lots of newspapers. Um, it, it would more than this will be stores of maintenance. So once again, mate, thanks very much for the heads up on that one. So it's more on the electronics. They also take all the liquids off you. They take flasks and teas and stuff like that. But if you don't tell them it's there and they don't find it on the search, well, it's not like you're trying to actually smuggle anything in, is it really? So it's up to you guys. You know, I tend to hand it all over. I found it easier. Um, right, W3388Y1. Um, if DHL are running the prisons, oh yeah, this is the final note on prisons. If DHL are running the prisons, it's only by luck they have any inmates at all. I wouldn't trust them to run a bath. 
they're not actually running the prisons. They're, con- they're organising the bit inside the prisons. It's kind of like many jobs. I think you get as a drive into Ford. There's like um, they've got um, they've got a garden centre, which is inter- interestingly, what's it called? It's got a great name. Um, doing time, spelled T H Y M E. But it means like the outside world can go and buy lavenders and stuff like that, which the prisoners are growing. And I kind of think that's a nice thing to do. Working in the garden centre, a nice thing to do, growing stuff. Like me garden. Right, that's prisoners done. Uh, right, we've done how much should you charge per mile and how much should you charge end users, which is, we didn't do that. Yes, we have. That one was last week, this one was this week, but they kind of tie up. So on the first one, Casey Courier says, he likes video, thank you. Um, I drive a long wheelbase three and a half ton van and price all my jobs on time and miles. I have a few end users and I'm not on the CX, but I was five years ago and the subs are still there now. Kevin, well done, Kev. Long mate, continue for you, mate. Dale Steele says, a minimum you should really charge for any vehicle is 90p. Generally speaking, I get a pound plus per mile, plus that, for a small bilingo sized van. Uh, people often overlook the benefits of VAT. Yeah, I've done VAT before. You want to be VAT registered. Um, a pound a pound a mile is actually 120 with the VAT, which is fantastic money. See what you did there, Dale? I'll, I'll, I'll do the funnies. <laughs> Granted, some of it goes back to the VAT, but you can keep a large portion of it. Often overlook when drivers quote their rates. Yeah, you can get yourself on flat rate. And if you get yourself on flat rate, you charge the customer 20%, but you only have to pay back 10 You can't get anything back on diesel and stuff like that and tyres, but you can on bigger items, like if you buy a van. So flat rate, if you're just running simple, I think it's probably the way, the way forward. I think it's called flat rate, something like that. And... Um, Badescu Alexandru says, it's ridiculous. The shippers are charging their customers one-tenth a mile for a small van, but there are rabbits that are bidding lower bids than 65p a mile. Uh, it's just plain stupid. Yeah, guys, the 65p a mile doesn't cut it anymore. Diesel's too dear. Everything's too dear. The electric bill's going through the roof. The mortgage is going through the roof. We've done the conveyor bit of full, so you've got to charge what you like. But if you're charging 65p a mile, I think you're probably, you're, you could be getting more. That's what I think. But you do you. Uh, how much should you charge in users? So you've got um, you've got your own customer, you're putting the bids out, you're either a bedroom shipper or you've got your own little computer, you're putting the bids out on the CX or you're running your own van, but what should you charge? You know what you're buying off the CX for, what should you charge in users? So it was Dylan Martinez. Sorry, Dylan, I wrote it bound back. I can't read my own handwriting. Um, Dylan Martinez says, um, Hi, Pete. He says, so does the same apply for trucks? So if it's £3 a mile for an 18-tonne on the HF, would it be roughly 4 50 to £6 a mile for an end user? You'd like to think, wouldn't you, Dylan? £6 a mile, I think, would probably give him a heart attack. You're probably looking for end user customers closer to between 4 and 5 quid, depending on what the load is, where it's going. I think Stobbard's charge, or did charge at one stage, £2 a mile. But they charged it from where the truck was to the pickup to the delivery point and back to where the truck was again. And obviously that doesn't stand. If, if someone wants to pick up around town and it's only 10 miles there and back, they ain't going to do it for 20 quid. But, um, yeah, it's you get what you can. The thing is, and as I said in the video, the more you charge, the more likely you have that your end user will, will go, get up and go. So you've got to get you. But I would say in a lorry, more to 450 end than the six, you know, sort of. I mean, we're getting through. It's still good money, if you know what I mean. There's still a profit on it. Even if you go £4 a mile, as opposed to running at £3 a mile on the haulage exchange, it's still £4 a mile. And that truck's probably costing you 
75p a mile to run. Maybe a bit more depending on age and stuff like that. So, you know, you do you at the end of the day. I ain't telling anybody what to do. Uh, Van on the run says, he said, I've often wondered, wondered, sorry. I've often wondered about this. My understanding is the shipper gets to keep about a third of the fee they charge and they pay two thirds to somebody on the road. I think that's about right. Uh, this is no... This is for longer, uh, like 100 mile plus jobs. So shippers will charge 150 pound for a 100 mile long wheelbase, and the, the, the subby gets about 100 pound. Again, it's a ballpark, but it's kind of there. Uh, they must have minimum charge as well. Yeah. Uh, so this is more often too little. Most shippers want short jobs doing very uh, low effective price per hour rates. The thing is, do shippers have a maximum fee for their? For their bid. If it's 200 miles and a long wheelbase, do they keep £100? As length of job doesn't really affect how much work you have to do with something else. No, it's, I think it's just it's the, if the job was going 400 miles to Scotland, let's say it's in a small van, let's be generous, let's say it's a pound a mile in a small van, you ain't ever going to get that. Okay, let's say it's a long wheelbase. Going to Scotland, 400 miles, I would probably look to charge the shipper 550, 5.30. Something like that. So once again, two thirds for two thirds for the driver, a third for me. So a bit round about that. I think that's kind of and again, if you can get it cheaper, it's up to you whether you pass it on. The problem is, if you pass it on, then your customer might think, "Oh, that's lovely. I can, you know, say for example, you get a bid in 100 miles to Scotland. Um, no, sorry, 400. Oh, that's like 300 miles to Scotland, isn't it? Yeah." That's right, for so 300 miles to Scotland. And you get a bid and someone going home, I'll do it for 100 quid. So you say, oh, no, all right, okay. So you charge the ship 150 quid. Uh, you charge the customer 150 quid. That customer then thinks he can move stuff to Scotland for 150 quid. And the next time it comes up, you don't get the bid and you shoot yourself in the foot. So there will be times when you win and when you lose. I think, but you've got to bear in mind that this is not my field of expertise. This is just my opinion. Really, we should be talking to the office about that. And one day when I'm in the office, I'll fill you in properly. But in the meantime, I'm relying on you guys to tell me the score. Van on Run does go on. He says, also, the type of work has a lot to do with how much the shipper is on the job. If it's a regular parcel collection, they won't have much on it. High volume, low margin work. If it's moving something high end, like aircraft or surgical parts, or on an ad hoc basis, they um, may well have negotiated very good rates. Jobs don't tend to say what the goods are, but over time it's possible to learn from the jobs what shippers are likely to be. And another case, I mean, we had to do a job for my mate in the metal work. He very rarely uses us, but he was, in, he was on holiday and he rang me up and said, Pete, can you get something moved? And I said, yes. And of course we've done it, no problem. He's come back off holiday, he's all over me. He's like, wonderful, well, thank you. And I'm like, Phil, this is what we do, mate. But we're just charging normal money. I could have got more out of him, but A, he's a mate. Mind you, everyone's a mate. Uh, and B, if you give them a decent price, they're much more likely the next time go, oh, we'll run that down in the Hilux. Actually, I can't be bothered. Just get Peter in and get a van in. I can't be bothered to drive to Bournemouth and back. And for the money he charges me, we might as well put it on a van. And then you get more work. So it really does come down to the cheaper you are, the more likely you have a retain in your customers. But at the same time, you've got to make a profit. So, again, we're on, uh, Dale Steele says, also, people call the, call the CX a backload site, haven't got a clue about the industry. Unpopular opinion, but true. I don't think it's a backload site. It, it's, but then Julian goes on to say, he said, it, the full price to an end user customer from a haulier, not a shipper, you know, is much more. So, isn't it, ain't, isn't it, really? Um, Ainsley Cooper says, what I would say is you need a minimum rate for anything over a certain amount of mileage. 
Um, mileage gets charged X amount per mile on top. Also think the area you're dropping off in, if it's a dead zone on the CX, you'll be inclined to up the price in case you have to drive back empty. If you have a customer who puts lots of work your way, maybe treat them to a small discount one day a week and keep them sweet, yeah, or a drink at Christmas. We have a mob that constantly goes out to Exeter on a regular weekly basis, and Exeter is a killer to get out of. But what you'll find that happens in this situation is you'll find someone in the Exeter area who actually wants the job because it's getting them back to like our area. And then you find that it's like a symbiotic relationship that you two, you know, you'll ring them up and go, you're free Wednesday? Yep, okay, great, lovely. So that, that can happen. Well, if it's a regular job to an, to an external area, you can get on it. If it's once in a blue moon, then you are going to have to go, look guys, I'm going to have to charge you a bit extra here because we're going to have to throw the lorry back empty and then see what they say. Um, C11 Yen says, um, smaller SME, I don't know what that means, mate. Yeah, I know you're the expert on this one. Say a lot of friends for me. Um, end users have a blend, have to blend your own vans when it is appropriate at a higher rate with good CX subbies. Yeah, so you've got your own vans and you get your list of CX people that you know that you can trust. And returning CX drivers and pass the CX um, savings on. Big businesses, you can charge through the nose. So after saying what you're saying, if it's a little customer, like my mate Phil, you want to make sure that it gets the right price. If it's a multinational firm or something like that, where they've got a huge accounts department where someone just says pay, 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 but then you always do run that risk that somebody might come in and go, we can do that cheaper. Um, me, I'm too nice and pass the savings on. I think you're very wise, mate. You keep your punters that way. Um, but Pete, if you can buy a thousand t-shirts for 2K, Nearly, I used to be able to. Um, and sell 20 at £9 each, or all of them at £2,900. The bulk order for next month, and then they'll bulk order for next month. Which one are you going to pick? Volume and margin. Yeah, you've got to do you at the end of the day. I mean, don't get me wrong, I want to buy um, a thousand t-shirts. Um, thousand t-shirts for £2,000. That's £2 a t-shirt. That's way too dear. I can get you a thousand t-shirts. Well, you'd better get a thousand t-shirts for six hundred fifty quid. Leave in the comments. I'll put you. I'll put you in touch with my mate Jeffrey. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. It's that thing, isn't it? Do you want to be quick fit? Do you want to quick fit, quick save, pile it high and sell it cheap, or do you want to sort of? I find in a low turnover, it's still very labour intensive getting the stuff together. So I, I'm, I'm, I've always been a bulk person myself. Market trader. What can you say? Um, Andy Darwin says. 600 to 400 pound what are you moving for that money andy <laughs> the short answer is about four ton 175 miles <laughs> it's lorry money that's what you get i keep saying there's more money in lorries but it's involved a, lo a lorry job starts at 250 quid uh, although recently i've done quite a few i've done a few hundred pound jobs lately but only because i mean i was finished early in milton Keynes during the week and a job pings up bulldog to lumen Strike 20 miles and I finished around the corner from my house and I thought, I want it. Still didn't come through straight away. And it really should have done for that money because that's that crazy cheap price. But I was happy because it got in my day's money and I sort nearly took me out. Um, and gold, and gold on, the fine, on the final number, gold member says, I'm too cheap then. Take care, take money. And I hope you are too, my friend. And yeah, that's that on the um, videos. Time for the wise guys. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Z-Girl says, can you use the haulage insurance on the CX? You need haulage insurance for the CX. What you actually need is either um, goods in transit. No, so you need goods in transit. You need either light haulage or higher reward. I've done a video on this. I'll do a link, and I'll tell you why. Because it takes you to a landing page now. BCD have now got BC Business Choice Direct to the people that we insure with, so I'm very happy to plug them. Um, but also, they've now got me a landing page, which means if you do sign up with them, I get 50 quid. Bit of cheddar cheese for Pete. Fantastico. Um, I always say, on the video, I say, don't just do it because I'm telling you to, because get some other bids, but I find they're good, they're, reason, they're very reasonably priced, and they actually work. So there you go. But you will need that. There's the link to the video, and also, like I say... If you sign up the landing page, <laughs> in it for the money. Uh, Roger Kaya says, um, how do you delete your route at the end of the day? There's another one, because I'm doing the circuit mob, you know, we've got the, the circuit video, the one that um, um, how to use the circuit app is now my fifth rating video on my channel. Brilliant. Uh, I think I've told you, you hit the three dots at the end of the route and it comes down and the third thing, section on the, on the menu is delete. Just click that and you're good. Um, Robert A says, Pete, can you install electronic scales in a Luton and have a mini display in the cab and see your current weight? France did say there was a way of doing it. Um, I don't even think it's that involved. I don't know how accurate it is. And I don't know if you're also buying yourself a load of pain. The best way to do it is to just, you kind of, after a while, divert, you know, when someone picks you, you see the fault truck pick up a pallet, which is that way, and it's got the liquid on, and you go, that's a ton. Or, you know, or you pick up a little bit of steel, and you get a tiny bit of steel, and you go, there ain't no more than that going on there. And the other, just check your springs. Happy springs? Good. Frowning springs? Bad. Level springs? Okay. You know, if you're in any doubt, take the way bridge and take it back. But um, Or take it away, bridge and then don't 
give me grief about the fact you're not supposed to take it back. I don't know what you do. I don't know why you even watch. But, um, yeah, I, I would say check. The springs are a very good indicator. Unless, of course, someone's put five litre five springs on them from Paddington Springs in um, Wembley, which is something I never did in my market trader days, ever. Never, never did that kind of thing. No. Tiger Prawn Airsoft says, some information that's really hard to find. Courier work not related to the courier exchange, like having nine points on your license, insurance around £4,000, getting a van with bank credit. Most courier work won't give you the work with more than six works. Trying so hard, but hitting so many hurdles. I, I suppose you are. there are going to be problems if you want to go into an industry. It's like going for a job interview when you haven't, you know... But they want a computer scientist, and you go, well, do you, are you good with computers? You go, oh, well, I, I used to be in 1984. It's, it's gonna, it is going to go against you. I mean, the only thing I can think of, <clears throat> I mean, does anybody know anybody would take this guy on? I'm not, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, does anybody know people that are actually dedicated? You, you get certain firms. We did about prisons. You get certain firms that will be more likely. Timpsons, apparently are brilliant. They take on ex-cons. And apparently they, they're very trusting and they have a, a little kind of, um, a little friendly competition. And apparently the satisfaction, the job satisfaction for working for Timpsons is, is like off the scale. But um, so, yeah, if anybody knows anything that can help Tiger Prawn Airsoft, that would be great. Let me know. And as usual, we'll put it in the, in the thing. So, And Luke John Russell says, um, he's, I was wondering if you can join the CX with a motorcycle and do smaller jobs and more urgent deliveries. Look, I would have said no. But um, I recently did a job where they actually, oh, I was required, it was a two-man job. So they had to find someone who would um, help me unload. Didn't need to be there at all because there were three high visas on site. And I went, I don't know why they pulled you in, it's on pallets, I've got a pump truck and a tail lift. We had the thing off, but he got paid like 65 quid for just turning up. And I think they, they kind of said if it's two hours, if it's any more than two hours, I think it might have been 50, I can't remember what it was, um, then we'll have to renegotiate, like, you know. But he rocked up on his bike, and then he went, I'm done, and shot off again. Um, he said during the pandemic he was doing a lot of laptops and a lot of... Um, PC, well, the PC test, the PCR test, or whatever it is. He said it's gone quiet now. I very rarely see motorcycle jobs coming up on the CX, but then let's face it, I'm not looking anymore. I've done, I only look seven after 18 tons. So if anybody knows, one of the wise guys, can you work on the CX on a motorcycle? He also said the most frustrating thing is the amount of jobs that come up and you ring them up and you, it's a small van. What is it? It's a laptop. I can do a laptop on my bike. No, they want small van. And he's like, it's going into the city. If I put it on my bike, I'm going to be there an hour quicker. No, they want small van. So, yeah, let me know. Anyone out there running on a bike or knows anything about running bikes on a CX, please let me know, and we'll fill John in. Um, Stuart Dunklin says, oh, we're on trucks, quickly on trucks. I only quit one on trucks this week. Um, Mercedes or DAF? I would always have said Mercedes, but I've got to be honest with you. We run, I've, I haven't driven the Merc, but I've... I've driven an Iveco back in the day, and I've had a DAF, and I've had a DAF, and I'm very happy with DAFs. They are kind of the Ford Transit of the truck world in the fact that they are relatively inexpensive, and they go on and on and on. Are they the slickest motor in the world? Possibly not. But the thing is, with a Ford Transit as opposed to a Mercedes van, there's no room in the Transit, and it's a bit of a pig to drive, and it doesn't like hills. DAFs, 
automatic death. It's like driving a bumper car. It's easy and there's room and they're comfortable. And if you get the LS rather than the CFs, there's a ton of visibility going on there. Um, so in my person, I, I would stick with NAF. I, I spoke to Ian at the yard, uh, my mate, and I always said it's like, you know, the order would be Mercedes, then DAF, and he went, I'll put it the other way around. And also, if you look at the motors parked on the yard, there's probably about 30 lorries parked there. 25 of them are DAF. There's a reason. It's like, you know, <laughs> I, back in the day, everybody bought an iPod. And I bought an Arcos because there's obviously something much better out there that no one else knew about. Turned out the reason that everybody bought the iPod, iPod rather than the Arcos is because the iPod was just much better. So there you go, you decide. And on the miscellaneous, couple of this miscellaneous week, um, Alistair says, on average, how many miles do you drive to pick up a load? Cheers, Pete. I have done one. I'll do you a link, Alistair. Um, I've actually gone through my old videos because I'm adding descriptions because because of the geezer at BCD and because my mate Nigel said if you add descriptions it helps Google when people type in they can Google can work out whether your video is relevant to them or not so I'm now adding descriptions and hashtags and gives me something to do in my spare time which of which I have none um, but yeah and it also stops me repeating things because you know I think if I'd done that before, I've printed the search bar and I haven't done it before, it turns out I had, but it had the wrong title. So I will, it might help me going forward in this situation, being able to link videos if you've got a question rather than me rambling on about it, which is what I'm doing now, really. So actually, I've kind of defeated the object um, of just doing a link straight to the video. So better move on quick, can I? Um, Cantag ISCA says two person delivery, should say two man delivery because in. in in order, I order from Argos a few times a month and they've always been two men delivering the items, never a woman. Why has it now been changed to two man delivery instead of two person delivery? Um, the people changing things, yeah, it's kind of like the sort of bar bar green sheep and it argument. Um, I'll be honest with you, mate, we live in enlightened times now. Like I said, the, one, when the lady, when I was, I was in Waitrose, the Arctic driver was a lady. When I used to work the Argos, um, I would say probably a third of the workforce were were girls or women and of the delivery drivers maybe a fifth there were there were women out women delivery drivers it might just be the case of um it's just never happened to you like i say we live we live in a land of equal opportunities and if you can get two people on it i know between my child and my father-in-law if i had to get someone to help me move a desk i know which one i would i would ask so but then basically was my father-in-law is um he's kind of He's not the youngest man in the world, but he's got a lovely scooter. <laughs> Which guy lives in my house. Did a video on that. I'll see if I can do your link. The old Vespa over there. Look at that. Beautiful. And in conclusion, oh, finally, one last thing. Phil says, Pete, where has Big Beardy gone? Big Beardy did a video this week. I've, I've subscribed. I've never watched I, I, I even started watching it. But the problem is, when you're driving as a courier, and then you spend your spare time making videos as a courier. Kind of the last thing you want to do when you're on break is watch videos about people telling you about courier driving. Never marry a gynecologist. They don't take their work home with them. Um, so, yeah, there's a big business back on. I have actually done, um, I did actually leave my a phone number, I think, or a personal message. I have said, oh, if, one day I might meet the guy. And one day I might meet Van on the Run, who has his own channel. Please watch, please subscribe. The geezer is getting near a 1,000 subscribers. And once he's done that, he can monetize it. Um, but, yeah, he's out there again. I, he's, I think he said he's going in a new direction. Whichever direction, wherever he goes, like everybody else in the world, I wish him the best of luck. And in conclusion this week, 
Steve Campbell says, can we see you on OnlyFans anytime soon? I had to Google what OnlyFans was. Unlikely. I don't think anybody wants to watch the last chicken in the shop look. So there you go. Q&A for a bank holiday. I hope the sun shines. I hope you have a lovely time. I hope you get a bit of rest. And then it's head down for Christmas. Take care. Take money. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.